the album right yeah 2023 is the first year for me because like obviously every year there's oh 10 years since whatever but 2023 is the first year for me where i'm like wow it's 10 years since 2013 yeah i don't know why but maybe i have more memories of 2013 or like i I can really picture where i was what i was doing who i was dating what music was coming out i can really situate it and so the 10-year anniversary is like, fuck, I've been alive too long. Yeah. What, were, what else came out in 2013? I'm trying to think of what I was listening to in 2013. I think the Queens of the Stone Age album came out. When did the when did AM come out? 2013. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Daft Punk, Random Access Memories. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a, there's a movie called Warm Bodies. Do you remember that? Uh, I remember. I that do. Yeah, a movie the zombie that exists, but I've never seen World it. World War Z that came out. No, it didn't. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. yeah, boy. Wow. I mean, according to this, so I, I could believe that Warm Bodies came out then, but I find it hard to believe that World War Z did. But we did have this weird sort of like zombie craze. Yeah, that was for at a the time. tail end of the zombie craze. I feel yeah. like it was late. It was late to the party. Yeah. When did Zombieland come out? First one was 2009, mm. and then the next one was 2019. I didn't see that. Yeah, it wasn't good. Don't. Don't see it. It's just one movie. I remember when Zombieland came out, the director saying, if people like this one, we'll do a sequel. And I remember thinking, well, that's not a good reason to do a sequel. Yeah. It's a great reason to do a sequel. No, it's not. You do a sequel because you have a vision for how you continue the story. Uh, that's lame. Oh, my vision. Yeah, well, I Some mean, movies are just products. Well, what did it... Yeah, what did it result in? The movie wasn't good, apparently, according to you. I didn't see it. Yeah. Some products aren't good. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have made them. I was... I mean, I went to see it. I was on board with the film. What else came out in 2013? We got American Hustle, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, was Wolf of Wall Street good? Yeah. It's very good. I don't know that it's... I think it's good. I don't think it's very good. First Scorsese. 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 For Scorsese. I mean, like, what's the best Scorsese movie? Ew. For me, Taxi Driver or Raging Bull, which are like two of his first ones, like his 70s ones. When he was figuring it out. No, he had it figured by then. A lot of crap came out in 2013. We've got Thor The Dark Holy World, crap. Hansel and Gretel. Oh, yeah. Have you seen The Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, I have not. That's It's one of those, like, called out of retirement tough guy movies that, like, that's the big thing now because all of the action stars are old. old. So, like, instead of getting new good action heroes, it's like, oh, we've got a 70-year-old man who's Called out of retirement. Somehow can still kick ass. Yeah, no. Very few old dudes can kick ass. I rewatched Platoon the other day. Platoon. Platoon fucking rocks. I haven't seen it. It's got Charlie Sheen back when he actually gave a shit about acting. Nice. It's got... Uh, this poster rocks. It's got Willem Dafoe. What a cool poster. That's, the the it, dog tags are the, the O's. O's. Yeah. That's Willem Dafoe right there. Where? That's him. Ah, cool. So it's a Willem Dafoe vehicle. Uh, it's not a vehicle. It's more like a... Ens- I don't know if you call it an ensemble cast when a lot of them are still not big yet. Who's got top billing? I think he had top billing. Or um, the guy who plays the bad guy. Who I forget. Willem Dafoe, I mean, he's listed first in the cast on Google. So 
Oh, Johnny Depp's in there. Yeah. What's a good Johnny Depp movie uh, that no one's heard of? That no one's heard of? Yeah, like a lesser known but still very good. Chocolat? Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, it's it's not that it's unheard of. It's just not as popular. Not Pirates of the Caribbean 10 or whatever they're up to now. He's got a few bangers that are just like no no one knows, no one cares. It's got a, a little bit of a cult following, I think. It's it's one of those like art house style films that I, he did. I tell you what, his death scene in Platoon, spoiler alert, he dies. Oh, I was going to watch it maybe. It's very good, but his death mm-hmm. scene is like, yeah, you can't act very well. <laughs> you at least you're not good at dying on on camera. What's the movie called? Ah, oh, Chocolat. Chocolat. Okay. Uh, I liked The Nick of Time. Have you seen that? No. That one's a cool concept. I think it's like, from memory, it's not terribly well done. It's got uh, Christopher Walken and I think that's the only other like big name. But the premise is basically there. he's just some guy and then Willem Dafoe is like, I'm going to get you to kill this person, otherwise I'm going to kill your daughter. So he's like... They just pull some random dude to be the fall guy. That's the premise. I mean, that could be cool. Yeah. Do you remember Shakaron Macaron? Alan? No. Shakaron Macaron. Shakaron. Oh, I do not. That. Yeah. Got to put that on. Yeah, I'll put that on. You know what it is? That's the song for disabled people. What? what? I mean, that's what you would use to to imply that somebody was dumb or like mentally. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Is yeah. this a thing that you were doing at school? Yeah, I feel like this is a no, but it was a thing, thing that a lot of the um, YouTube videos that I watched would do. Oh, really? That sounds macaron, equally macaron. as terrible. Yeah. Ellen, you got to watch it as well. Ooh, Why do I have to watch yeah. it? Zell, zone, yo, macaron, yeah, macaron, <laughs> no. What is happening? Where is El Chomo? Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. All right. I recognize it now. <laughs> this, it feels like it's a parody of somebody else. I heard that it was like the... The scratch vocal or like the demo vocal that he did while he was, you know, because people do that. You kind of like mumble nonsense while you figure out your cadence and stuff like that. Yeah. And he ended up just going with it. That's a story that I heard. I don't know if it's true because this. I'm going to say it's true because uh, I know he won't do anything. The fuck is happening? This is an official video. Yeah, this is a song. Do you know this? Yeah. If this was a meme, I missed it. I'm going to bring it back. Do you know what it sounds like? What? It sounds like the one that I sent to Dylan ages ago. It was like, <laughs> Omicron. Oh, yeah, that was good. The Omicron. Omicron. Get the Omicron song up. Okay. <laughs> I hope that is the truth, that it was just like this, the demo vocal and he was like, actually, this is fucking fire. And he did it, you know, years before mumble rap was a thing. <laughs> He's a trailblazer. Just back to movies. I I might have a new favourite director. Oh, what? Mm. More than Scorsese? No, it's not, it's not this song. No, oh. no, no, no. It's just like two boys. So It's just two boys, man. Just a couple of boys. Oh, ten, it's like ten nation. Oh. Is that what they're called? Okay, no idea. Remember. Give me two seconds. Yeah, so I've got into this Spanish director mm-hmm. who I got into via the Tom Cruise to Penelope Cruise pipeline. Oh, yeah. Because I was on my Tom Cruise binging. This is a little while ago. Watching all the Mission Impossibles, which I hadn't seen at that time. Watching or rewatching Minority Report. Rewatching Collateral, which I still don't like, even though it's Michael Mann 
and Michael Mann did Heat, and I think we all know how I feel about Heat in this room. Yeah. But Collateral is not good. So anyway, I'm watching Tom Cruise, and then on the streaming service I'm watching uh, Vanilla Sky is a suggestion. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. But before I watch it, I read the blurb, and it says that it's a remake of a Spanish film. I was like, well, obviously I'm going to watch the Spanish film. Obviously. So I pulled that up. I think it's called Abre los ojos, which means close your eyes. No, open your eyes, sorry. And it has Penelope Cruz. She plays the same role in the Spanish one as she does in the American one. She's in both versions doing the same character, which is cool. So I watch that. I watch a couple of other movies that feature an, an actress from that Spanish thing. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm going to look for more Penelope Cruz movies. And I, I look her up and she, it's, she does a heap of work with this guy called Pedro Almodovar. And I started watching his stuff and it fucking rocks. Cool. I've just been smashing his stuff wherever I can get it because it's, it's hard to get because there's a few that are on YouTube that you can rent, but the rest are all like region locked in fucking other places. And mm-hmm. Amazon Prime Video seems to know I'm using a VPN, so I'm trying to wrestle with that. It's very annoying, but. I think you got to find it for me, Ellen. I have. So type in Omicron uh, and it's by Usted, U-S-T-E-D. T-N-T-I-E-N-E. Yeah. That just means you have. Well, that's you, have you have Omicron. There we go. That one? Click on that one, yep. No, this is not the original. Uh, this is a remix. Get out of here. Uh, I, you go to the you, top one. Oh, my goodness. It looks like it's Yeah, this is the original. What does the tat and bat mean? Nothing. Just no, sounds. it's just like scatting. Ah, oh, I see. See, the nick of time. His whole face is bigger than him. Oh, he was also in, I think it was like um, Devil's Advocate or something. He was in some weird... No, that's Christian Bale, I think. No, no, no. He was in a, a devil film. I think you might like this director. His visual style is very Wes Anderson to my, to my eyes. Oh, his, wait, no, that's not Christian Bale. His character and dialogue writing is totally different, but there's like he's got the, you know, very bold colors and like interesting framing and stuff like that. It doesn't cool. feel like a ripoff. It just feels like when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, if you like Wes Anderson, you'll probably like this guy. Mm. The other thing is he writes great women. That's good. To my, because I mean that, and that's the thing with Wes Anderson. I don't think he writes very good female characters. Not amazing female characters. No, he writes some good female characters, but not but a lot. Usually, they're accessories to the male story. Yeah. Even if they're Angelica Houston, strong woman, it's like that's in description alone. It's not in like they're not very well fleshed out characters. They're yeah, not, they're not the focal point of stories. The Ninth Gate is this what you're talking That's about? That's the one I'm talking about. The Ninth this Gate. This looks awful. Let's watch it. It is awful. Oh my god, the T in Gate is a Antichrist cross, but it's already still a T. Like it doesn't make any sense. This design choice sucks dicks. Yeah, they should have not had the top of the T on there because yeah. you would have still read it as a T. You would have commit. You just sort of committed to the Antichrist, dude. You suck. Anyway, would you have thought that Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino would be in a movie together? I mean, depending on the year, certainly. I don't know. Because like, eh, eh, this is the time when casita, eh. this is the time when Keanu Reeves sucked objectively. He had no range. He just sort of rest. he still has no range. Yeah, I'm but sorry. It's, I mean, cool, I know we like Keanu Reeves, but he's never has been, never will be a great actor. I mean, I don't know. what Like, is having range good? Because I don't know that Al Pacino has good range. He just does Al Pacino. I mean, certainly in the latter half of his career, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen his early work. Maybe I should look into that. Um, I hate to say it, but not really. Heat is kind of like the peak of his um, self-parody while still being good. So basically screaming Pacino, but it's still good. 
as opposed to like nuanced Godfather 2 reserved Pacino. I once heard a take that, um, what's his name? Uh, DiCaprio was only ever good if he was like crying or yelling. Yeah. I can see that. He does a lot of those. I at one stage wanted to make a compilation of every time DiCaprio says bullshit in a movie. That's bullshit. I'm sure there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Was he good in Titanic? It was all right. I mean, Titanic's an all right film. Titanic is an all right film, but it's... That's enough of that. Good. I mean, for for its time, it was... (laughs) for, For its time, it was like... A feat. It was amazing. But now looking back, like it's... Yeah. Oh, stop. Please, God. It's a classic. Please. I'm, I'm serious. I will cut off your mic. It's a, it's a classic and it always will be, but it has aged somewhat, I will say. All right. Anyway. What's been going on? I've been watching, I don't care. I've been watching these Spanish films. I've been, been hugging cats. You've been hugging cats? Mwah. Amanda hugging oh. cats? Yeah. I need Amanda hugging cats. Um, just- that, that's a great, because that has the tag on that bit as well. So, why can't I find Amanda hugging kiss? Maybe your standards are too high. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. <laughs> we should be watching more Simpsons. I haven't yeah, watched I need, Simpsons in a while. I need while. to go back. I need yeah. to go back and watch it. I'm thinking of redoing um, uh, The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's about time. I watched a good video Aww. about how Uncle Iroh is the perfect embodiment of uh, idealized masculinity. Mm. Like he's the he's peak masculinity. He's the healthiest, most balanced, but also like uh, best representation of uh, manhood or masculinity. Um. I guess it, definitely in the show, but just in like fiction in general, like there's not many other characters that really are as well-rounded as he is. If, if we're talking about like masculine archetypes, mm. usually they sort of lean one way or the other, but let's imagine that you're less uh, well-adjusted than uncle Iroh. Let's imagine that maybe you've uh, like, you've had some shortcomings. You didn't learn a martial art to, you didn't master a martial art in your life. Maybe you're probably like, Ooh. maybe you're okay. We good. There you go. Fucking hell. I knew there was a third one in there. <laughs> Scared the shit out of Pip. He was like, Wah! let's imagine you've made some mistakes in He's your life. digging into my knee. Continue. Sorry. He was so scared. I'm trying to fucking direct a podcast here. Everyone's got their shit in the back. Yeah. yeah. I've got to fucking edit all of this. We've got diseases. We've got women crying about cats. I'm not crying. He's in my knee. Do you want the mic? Do you want the mic? Don't give the mic. Don't give the cat the mic. Anyway. Yeah. So let's say that you're, you're, not, uh, you're, very, you're not very secure in your masculinity. Let's say that you've maybe made a few errors in your life and you're trying to improve. How would you want to improve yourself as a man that's not doing so well uh, on the whole masculinity front? Find a man that's doing worse and... Uh, Dominate him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The circle of life. I mean, ironically, that might literally... what. Be what's happening in in this video here. So for people listening at home, we've got a bunch of dudes crawling on their backs over train tracks and gravel. Yeah, I can't see your fat head's in the way. That looks deeply unpleasant. To be comfortable. This guy. Complacent with your fucking life and your family. That you're not willing. That's why you're here. We know why you're here because we did the same fucking thing. We just need you to be better. The only way you're going to be better is if you fucking suffer. Hands behind your back, keep crawling. Throws up a shaka. Jesus. This guy sucks. Riding around on the big wheel is is a hell of a look. Like I yeah, a lame look. <laughs> yeah, like that. That you don't like, look like some tough guy boot camp. You look like a fucking nerd, like a Silicon Valley <laughs> fucking dweeb getting around there's open plan office. Yeah, dude, you've got you're like Marty McFly if he was 
really, really bad. Like just super. It like Marty McFly. Good take. Check, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't think of. Got yeah, it. I couldn't think of the Rick and Morty reference. Couldn't think of how he was gonna. He was like Marty McFly, but something else. Imagine that I said Marty McFly, but something else. But it was really funny. I'm already imagining you saying something else. Sweet. It's, it's all I can do. If you can edit it in, that'd be sick. <laughs> if you could do it with AI, that'd be great. The thing as well is the is the giant cigar. All these dudes have always got a giant fucking cigar. I don't know what it, what is it about big cigars. Mouth cancer is cool. Yeah, I guess. Make you talk like this. Yeah, the huge cigar. The uh, those aren't aviators. What are they? Like, I don't understand, like, okay, if the premise is you need to experience pain to kind of wake you up or to harden you up or to make you stop accepting where you're at in life, you need to experience adversity, why aren't they doing some kind of, like, high-intensity exercise or, like, just doing something productive because crawling backwards on your back over rocks is just fucking dumb. You can inflict pain in ways that are productive. Yeah, like... Hard exercise hurts, and it also improves you. This does not improve you in any way. This also as well. So what do you think this course, this boot camp is all about? I don't know. He was saying that it's to make them better, right? Yeah. Better at what, do you think? I don't know. Well, he was talking about accepting... He said something about accepting your families, which is like, what are you getting at, bro? Just like, <laughs> your kids are dead weight, man. You got to cut them loose. You're getting complacent with your family. You got to start a new... F- I start a new family every month. I go to a different country. I got families all over the world. Um, so I looked into it, took some digging because I couldn't get a, a clear look at his logo or anything. And this is a re-upload from somebody else. But it's a course called the MD... The MDK Project. The M. Night Shyamalan Project. Yeah, so it's a leadership Where the course. twist is that you're already dead. Dear fellow leader, most men are secretly fighting a battle within a living, within and living a life of quiet desperation. That's a quote from, that was on a Joe Rogan podcast. That's like some author I need to get into. Um... I know this firsthand because I was once fighting that inner battle too, suffering in silence, white-knuckling through life, and pretending that I had it all under control when I really didn't. But it doesn't have to be that way. Uh. So this is a course that is marketing itself as like you're being a... It's like a leadership course. It teaches you how to lead by making you crawl around in the dirt and hit each other with soft uh, padded sticks... And headgear. This looks fun, actually. I want to do this. Now, here's how you can get your wife on board. Yeah. Uh, it's Yeah, it's one of these sort of like... Do you remember when we watched the Andrew Tate documentary and there was the war room? Yeah. Yeah, this is that, except way tamer uh, and way less fight clubby. They are all, they're all trying to do some sort of fight club shit, but this is... The, the- Modern Day Night Project. Ah, oh, yeah, there you go. Modern Day Night Project. I'm the founder of multiple international businesses and brands. I've never heard of you. Uh, Anyone can start a brand. Yeah, I've started a brand. APFM is a brand. Uh, Teenage Color Records is a brand. Yeah, Mr. Game and Squad is a brand. I have two brands. I am the owner of multiple, and it's on the internet, so it's international. Businesses and brands. I'm the author of the Wall Street Journal best-selling book, Man Up, and I'm... Also at peak, I'm also a peak performance coach to world-class thought leaders, pro athletes, special operations warriors, and entrepreneurs. So this is a guy that basically just walks around and like shouts bullshits. What? Yes, shouts, just walks around and bullshits, and people listen to him. Yeah, shouts slogans at people about you know you've got to be uncomfortable in order to grow. It's like a muscle. In order to grow a muscle. You have to put it under a sufficient amount of stress so that it will stimulate the muscle to get stronger and more resilient. Such is life as a man. You can't have a soft bed. You have to sleep on the floor with a towel. That towel is your gym towel and you're taking it to the gym in the morning to do bench press and nothing else. I hit the gym, old chest, no legs. 
I'm the people. I'm the guy people go to when they want to fast track their goals and growth, become a more effective leader, scale their businesses, and reach their fullest potential. Man, and I love reaching my potential. And in order to do mm. that, I'm going to make you run around for 75 hours. How much is this course? I'm ready to flip the switch. Oh no, I don't want to do that. Oh, I hate it when they make you set up an email with them. Let's listen to some of the testimonials. That's the instructor. Hey, my name is Bedros Koulian, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Body. Bedros is a, is a cool name. Bedros Koulian. What is he, Greek? I don't know. Boot Camp, and it's an international fitness franchise, as well as six other big companies. But I'm also the founder of the project, and the project is really for men who want to develop themselves in their faith, family, fitness, and finances. And about eight years ago, I found myself in exactly that position as an entrepreneur, married with kids and torn between my business and my family, trying to make the big leap and had a really difficult time doing it. I was suffering in Why silence and I was breath? stressed. Overwhelmed, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just, well, kind of he's just been dragging the tire around. Honestly, See, he doesn't, every cow- he, he doesn't drive his car. He drags the car with his teeth from place to place. That's why you need to get a big car so that you can get big gains. That's how you work on your calves, Dylan. That's why he's out of breath because he's just been running hills recently. Category of my Catch life. Your and breath, bro. I created the project after going through 16 months of therapy and putting myself through all these physical challenges that helped me really meet my true self. And when I created the project, my goal was to take what, what helped me evolve over a three to five year period and monetize it for other lonely people, for other people who are having midlife crises. Crises? Crises. crises. A better leader, a better husband, a better father, and certainly a better entrepreneur to be able to deliver that to men who can achieve that in 75 hours and then take those lessons and keep building on top of those lessons over the months and years to come. And so, listen, if you're a guy, oh, he's you're got gun training in there. Entrepreneur, you're, you're That's what every entrepreneur needs. Just like Biggie said, you've got to have a strap. Yeah. Didn't help Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would love it if he, like, one of the lessons is he's just got the Ten Crack Commandments up on a, on a whiteboard. Maybe you're looking to get I don't married, like you have a family, and no? you're feeling that pain. Overrated. Ah, he's good. He's, yeah, he's, he's good. But you don't when think I he's hear, When good. I listen to him rap, I'm like, here's a man who knows how to rap, but... Here I, is a man who knows how to put words in a sentence that rhyme. But I just, I don't rate him. I don't rate Tupac either while I'm at it. Wow. Who do you rate? Ghostface. Okay. <laughs> Ghostface is probably my favorite strictly rapper. Like Kanye would be my favorite rap artist. What, what, did, what did he do? I'm not aware of. Ghostface Killer is one of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, I know. But like what specifically did he do? Because I just listened to the Wu-Tang Clan. I don't listen to their individual... Um, he's got a few good albums like Iron Man, like Fish Scale. Did he write Cream? Like what's? Did he he write Protect Your Neck? I think he's on Protect Your Neck. Okay, it's been a while since I listened to that first Wu Tang album. Do 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 do. Um. All right, Steve Eckert. 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 co-founder of the project i love that like this dude was like the story is basically he's got six businesses he's like super successful but he's like letting his family life suffer as a result of that which makes sense like if you're very career driven you're not gonna have as much time for your family that's just maths but his solution after going to therapy and everything was to start yet another business because he realized that there were people like him who could be exploited. I know it's like you're like so business brained. You're C- you're so CEO brained that like you've as soon as something happens to you, you've found a new market that you're not able to like rationalize it in a healthy way. It's like oh my god, there are more people yeah, like, it's like me. Like being a musician and just seeing everything as a song opportunity. Yeah, every time he had to pay his therapist, he's like, "Damn, dude, I'm giving you so much money. Imagine if I could get money from people's problems." Now that's a business. What's this guy's deal? Hey, I'm Steve Eckert, United States Marine and entrepreneur. As an instructor of the project, 
it is my job to bring the thunder every second of every second and either get you to quit or to unleash the beast that is inside of you. Every second of every second. So I far, I've just seen people working out, which is fine. Like, boot camp is cool. I'm a trainer. I run boot camps with people. I do classes, whatever. That's All of that's cool. But I'm not seeing any of the, like, business or leadership skills. In fact, it's the opposite of leadership skills. It's people getting yelled at by someone else. This is the leader here. It's not like, all right, you, Steve, you're leader today. You're going to run the camp, and I'm going to judge you. Yeah, at best, what people will get out of it is a new sense of confidence that they gain through the adversity, but that's not going to give them... Like, confidence is important in, like, a leadership position or anything like that, but it's not going to give them leadership skills if they've just been subordinated the whole time they've been there. Yeah, if you're... if you're The point... What they're trying to do is, like, this military-style boot camp where, like, the goal is to get you to quit... That's like one of the tests or whatever. But surely the point of it is that you do everything that you're told. You're not being put into a position of power. You're being put into a position of subordination, which is the opposite of that. Unless it's like a kink. It's like it's like people who like getting choked out. It's the power of releasing power, of relinquishing power. Ooh, I think we're getting onto something now. Take my breath away. Bow, bow, bow. As a project instructor, because I'm also a husband and a father. And I believe man's greatest work is to be a protector and a provider to his family, as well as a role model to his kids. What is every happening? decision you make and every action you take should be to be a man that your son wants to become and the type of man that your daughter one day wants to marry. That's weird. I get what he's saying, but it's always weird when guys say that shit. Just put it out there. Weird. (laughs) Weird way to look at things, Steve Eckert. Uh, it's yeah, it's always a little bit sus, but I get what it, where they're coming from. It's with that. like it's so funny because you really like when you lead with I'm Steve Eckert, a U.S. Marine. I'm just like I'm already not listening to you. Like I already do not care what you have to say. You're a Marine not interested and it's funny what's, because what's for many with, with for Marines. many people that will be like oh a marine i've got to listen to what this guy says because what because he went to afghanistan and shot kids like come he's, on. he's a different kind of soldier though he's Far the one he's out. the tough one and not like those other non-tough he's soldiers. like in halo yeah remember all the marines <laughs> in halo wow yeah that you earn the title. There are going to be space marines and they're going to be even bigger dickheads. Oh yeah, for sure. Modern day night every second of your 75 hour experience. Do you get to learn swords in this? Because if you're a modern day knight, I want swords. Alright, I'm using my alias to see what the price... Because I haven't seen what the price of this is yet. My alias is John Woo. He directed the second Mission Impossible. Yes. The one phone that, number. The one that oh everyone thinks God. is bad, but is at least the most fun stylistic. I rewatched three and four recently, although I think I watched them out of order. I think I watched four and three on my last night shift swing. <sighs> I love that there's more Mission Impossibles coming out. Tom Cruise is like 60. Yeah, I have it in our calendar somewhere. I just can't remember what day it, it comes out. Have you seen that? Did you send me that clip of him driving off a thing? No, it wasn't me. Yeah, there's a clip going around of him just literally driving a motorcycle off a cliff. Jesus, okay. I've given you my email, dude. And then, like, doing it and everyone, like, watching him and being like, oh, he, he didn't, because he's got to open, like, a parachute and whatever. Mm. And everyone being like, oh, good, he made it, whatever. He comes back up and the guy's like, that was it, that was perfect, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I think I can let go of the bike later. And then, like... Don't just does it again. Like he's the one that's like, no, it could be better. It could be better. I'm gonna jump off a cliff again. Jesus. All right. right so I've got to fill in. Like, why are you interested in the modern day night project? And I've put, I want to get better at shouting at my kids. <laughs> <laughs> are you married or single? Both. It's actually yeah. Both is funny. <laughs> both. Um. Do they do assess you, this before you start? I don't know. I want to know what the. We need pricing. Yeah, I need I need to get to pricing, and they have it. You always know it's a scam. Pro tip, business tip, man tip. If you, they don't tell you the price on the first page, or if there's no price tab, it's a fucking scam. 
They're going to sell your data. That's why they want your email and phone number. Uh, do you have kids? If so, what are what ages and genders? Yes. I have uh, 10 kids. Brackets, I'm a beast. Um, genders... Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Genders, um, various. <laughs> uh, tell me more about your business or career. Say fitness. Very um, generic. I'm a self-employed bouncer. He's percolating. Yes. I'm a self-employed bouncer. In reality, I go to the club and beat people up. But they don't need to know that. Uh, what is your annual income? Under 20K. Uh, what areas of your life uh, do you have greater potential in and want to help reaching your potential? That's an interesting question. What areas of your life do you have greater potential in and want to help and want help reaching your potential? I don't know. I want my dad to tell me he loves me. Wow. The the MDK project requires significant financial, mental, and physical investment. Emphasis on the financial. That's the first one. And is only for men who are serious about leveling up and doing whatever it takes. Be honest. How serious and committed are you? I will literally suck anything for you. Wow. If you're accepted. Okay, so it's like you have to be initiated or whatever before they give you the price. I bet that's what it is. I bet that's what it is. They have to get back to you with it. Mm -hmm. If you're accepted, which MDK project would you like to attend? As soon as possible. This one starts on June 20th. Today, if possible. Let's go to the uh, October 10th. Give them plenty of time. Your shirt size, extra, extra small. I like to make my muscles look bigger. Doodly-doo. Yeah, yeah, terms and service. Submit. Please give me the price. So, like, this little bit here is definitely just weeding out uh, more discerning people. Yeah. Like, they, what they want you to do is tell you is tell them how fucking desperate you are. Like, you know, my wife took the kids. I what's just... the bit that no one reads that shit as well? Mm. Oh, yeah. It'll like just... all the, like, yeah, what's going on with you and what's your situation and what are, you, what are your hopes? Like, no one's reading that shit. Well, yeah, it's like that thing of, like, how Nigerian scammers deliberately misspell the emails so that it weeds out more discerning people because they don't want to waste time on smart people. Mm. The fact that you've taken the time to fill in the shit and get to step two is enough for them to be like, oh, yeah, cool. It's an automatic process of weeding you out. Your application has been processed. Thank you for applying to blah de blah Tell me what it fucking costs. I want to request more information about Battle Ready. Oh, they've got a second one called Battle Ready. That rocks. Good Ch- golly. Check your email. Maybe you've... Uh... I have yet to receive an email, but we'll see. We'll see how we get. I've got a burner email. Oh, God. Anyway, let's have a listen to the uh, the testimonials. I saw some testimonials from what I assume are the wives of former members. Okay. So I'm sure they've got some very Who interesting... Who let them speak? They're like blinking in Morse code. <laughs> I believe so much in the project and in you, you instructors, um, that I would I love the way he's just no sitting there. Me to go and give back to you guys or to connect with you guys. I would never say no at this point. It's look it's, how many books he has. That means he's smart. Yep. Strong enough, smart enough, brave enough. USMC. I want to know what these book, what this big. Oh, actually, I think I have that book. That's a, a probably like a exercise science book. Hopefully, it's given way too much to my family. The project means a lot to us. And he's got a. What's the? Who's the dude from Wu Tang well, with the, the mask? The project didn't make. 
hit his wife hotter, so. <laughs> wow. That's not nice. Dylan, that isn't nice. She's definitely had work done, though. Uh, yeah. Look at those cheekbones. Yeah, this. Ba-bow. She looks like <laughs> she's been punched in the face. <laughs> it's like a dent. Why has he got this mask? Who's the one with the mask in Wu-Tang? No one in Wu-Tang has a mask, but MF Doom has a mask. MF Do- He's got the MF Doom mask in the in the back. thought for him like this is going to be awesome like if anything it's going to push him to show him how strong he is mentally and physically and hopefully that will bring him back confidence i didn't realize is it me or is this being filmed in the same building are those his books behind her from a different angle because the walls are the same color in both of these videos and there's more books and shit in the back. Are they just in a library? Maybe. that's That'd be fucking hilarious if they filmed on site in like a public library. I doubt they're in a library. They're probably in their place <laughs> and it's just been filmed slightly differently. Yeah. This is his wife. <laughs> or at least called some girl over. It was going to bring back a whole new person almost. Um, you know, new and improved person. Um, I mean, you know... All, all these all people are just so that beige that they have the I exact mean, have same gone, stuff. He hasn't like, reacted you know, once. You know, since he He's came back stoic. from the project, we yeah. had date night every week. We made it a priority to make time for us, you know, with our kids. Like my, my son's three, my daughter's two. But we've already started implementing stuff that he learned from the project with like our kids. Like date night. And, you know, they're little. So obviously we scale it down for them. But we already are are implementing stuff that they need to learn you know we're making our kids crawl over broken glass before they go to school we're making them do handstand push-ups before they get breakfast um so that was christina let's see what <laughs> What's even this? at the beginning i knew that he could do it it's uh, the same shit it's the same colored wall they're just shooting these at different parts of his house Mm, that one, yeah, that might be the same. <laughs> that, um, it would be something that would grow him and challenge him and um, and change him for the better. One of the I love these seen, wives that are like, uh, it's improved him, it's changed him for the better and all this kind of stuff. Like, oh, you're a great partner. You um, thought that your partner had to, to improve. How about you improve your bangs? Yeah, they're not good. Those are not great bangs. We're going to attack this. We're going to do it. We're going to conquer it. We're going to do well with it. Um, and so seeing their confidence build because of the confidence he had in them, because of the confidence that he's had in himself, um, like that's mm, been yes incredible. To this see. guy is not the charismatic leader. Budget uh, ass Henry Rollins. Our family even. The other dude, I forgot his, I've forgotten his name already. Uh, for the town of Bedrock. Yeah, yeah, Bedrock. He was at least <laughs> charismatic. He's rolling around on his big wheel. He's got cigars. This dude is just like Agent 47. He's just sitting there quietly like the Terminator. In one year has benefited um, mentally, socially, physically, um, spiritually from the experience that Ben had during those 75 hours. And... And that's just a year. It'd be funny like if he wasn't even reacting to her video. They, just, <laughs> they film him sitting there listening, <laughs> occasionally you, nodding. Um, and to encourage and to and motivate. they just um, film her separately. He's, he's watching Peppa uh, Pig. He's, he's not even paying attention. Connection with guys he's just like, mm, yes, Peppa. Um, no, like... They've just recorded them completely separately. So, like, she's not even, like, there's not even a feed that he's watching um, of her. It's yeah. just, like, you sit for it's something we've learned in our own, um, in our own Make marriage Make it look like I'm talking and, to you. Uh, the marriage counseling and seminars yeah, and things like that, that we've done. Nod. Um, there you go. You can't affect change around you unless you work on yourself. Because he keeps nodding um, at random. you're only responsible for yourself. And random so times that don't seem to, to line up with anything himself, that she's saying. Let him. <laughs> let him do that because that's going to affect your Let him marriage. do what now? Let him do himself. Um, um, that something we've learned in our own um, in our own marriage struggles and um, the marriage counseling and seminars and things that we've done um, is that you can't affect change around you unless you work on yourself. 
because um, you're only responsible for yourself. And so if your husband wants to go better himself, let him, <laughs> let him do that because that's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect your children. It's going to affect your family. See, babe, you need to let me spend $10,000 doing this course. It's going to make me better. Why don't you want me to be better? I'm going to run with a tire. Listen, I'm just going to go and wrestle with a bunch of men for 75 hours, and I'm going to come back better. I'm going to come back. No and, girls allowed. And the financial struggles that we're having right now, the house being uh, not paid up and, you know, the council turning the lights off, that's... We're going to Can't fix look that. for a job. I'm lifting. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. I'm telling you, babe, it's going to pick up, okay? I'm going to do this course. I'm going to spend $10,000 on this course, and business will pick up, I swear. How many men have come home from this and seen that their wives have just cleaned out, cleaned out the house? Like, they come back and it's just emptied out? Yeah, we're having quality time with Pip. Pip's being very needy. He's needing some love. So he keeps coming and being like, pet me, love me. Hey, I'm Steve Ecker, United States Marine entrepreneur and instructor of the project. Welcome Aww. to another episode of the MDK Wives Show. MDK Wives Show. Anyway. What else is there on this? Not much. Standing around. Oh, they all get belt. No, they get axes. Oh, that rocks, actually. I want yeah, an axe. I want an axe. <laughs> Why they I mean, I have an axe. They need to give out axes as prizes. Axes. Look how everyone here is really, really happy about having done this course. Look. Look at them. They're so thrilled about having spent the money. This dude's really enjoying himself. Cold stoicism, Cam, and it's having a revival right now. <laughs> this guy is ready to rock. I want to rock. I really want to see, like, the prelude to this photo. Like, they've come to the dinner or whatever. They've learned nothing. They may have had, like, a little talk beforehand. Like, do you guys feel like anything has changed? I just feel like I got... We had to pay for this suit as well. I got severe back pain. Yeah, they're all in matching suits they had to pay for. They had, like, an an incredible markup. Because they've got the little doodah on them. And it's and then the dude comes around. And it's like, boys, you've earned these. Here's the here's the tomahawk, the tomahawk of victory. It's a hand axe. Nah, it's a tomahawk. You can throw them, and everybody smile. We're winners here. Look at them. This dude's about to drop his. He's not even like really holding it. He's got like one finger on it. Keep one finger on my axe. <laughs> well, I think we should talk about how cute Pip is and also how big he's gotten. I'm surprised at just how big he is now. He big boy. He no little boy no more. He big boy. He's still the little boy. I mean, yeah, in comparison to Wink, he is smaller. But, at, like, now the gap has closed. He is much bigger. And whenever he and Wink fight, it feels like it's more of a fair fight. And Wink isn't just like, pow, smacking him down. So, oh, look at that cute little sleepy face and the little paws doing the needy. Okay, so if you're looking for... uh, Cats! No. Oh. If you're wanting uh, mentorship, if you're wanting somebody to, to be the boss of you, to be in control, instead of going with uh, this guy, whatever his name is, Bedrock. Bellend. Bedross. <laughs> Bedross. <laughs> yeah, instead of going with Bedross Kellehoon. Kellyan. Coolian. Coolian's a cool name. I mean, Co- Coolian does rock. Bedross, I'm, it's starting to wear a bit. Instead of Bedross, why not just hook up with this dude here? Bisexual. Are you top or bottom? I'm a top, dom top, aggressive top. Can you describe what dumb top means? Dumb top means, which means I grab you by your back and neck, put your face down, ass up, and fuck the shit out of you, and have you walk crazy for days. Walk crazy for days? Crazy for days, which means you'll be real sore, and you'll be calling me on the phone. Daddy, DeMarco, I need help. I need, I'm, I'm sore. Give me some Tylenol. That's what that means. Okay. Uh, honestly, I don't think I can handle it, but I appreciate your honesty. I know you can't handle it. I can tell the way you walk you can't handle it. My dick is big. They call me King Kong in my pants. I know you can't handle it, but I'll make sure I go real gentle with you. Cute. You're cute. Thank you so much. I like it, gentle. <laughs> right? I got you. Right Thank there. you so much. 
I cannot kiss, though. You cannot kiss? No, I have a boyfriend. He has a boyfriend. I got yeah. a husband. What does that mean? Wow. the program. My name is DeMarco Fleming, all right? Period. Thank Period. you again. Holla. It's a pleasure. My pleasure. Gotcha. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> wow. This is a part where he wanted to cheat on his Oh, husband. yeah. It was no, an they're experience. In a, I, 100% they're in an open relationship. He's wearing that ring. The, the reason he's got it on a necklace is because he's been putting his hands in places. He doesn't, he's lost his ring up there. <laughs> Gross. Go my ring up your ass. Well, that's the thing is if you if you really want to be, a, if you want to, you know, have an experience and you want to test your mental and physical fortitude. Just get the shit fucked out of you by an aggressive, <laughs> dumb top bisexual but man called Demarcus. Demarcus Fleming. Or is it DeMarco? My name is DeMarco Fleming. DeMarco, DeMarco Fleming. <laughs> Just just find DeMarco Fleming and let him uh, sort you out and you'll you'll come out a changed man and your wife will do a testimonial on how much... How, how funny you're walking <laughs> <laughs> for how many days. Jesus. Oh, goodness. Uh, what time are we on? Uh, we're at 53 minutes. Ooh, mm. okay. All right, what else? Is that the MAGA rapper you've got there? Yeah, MAGA rapper. He's, he was at a protest. Forgiato Blue. And you recently released a song, right, about Target? Yeah, Boycott Target went number one on iTunes charts. Pretty cool stuff. Heck yeah. And what motivated Heck you to yeah. write that song? Um, I'm pretty much... The, Come on, the, bro. The evil agenda they're pushing on these children, right? So as I was just telling the man before, it's not like an anti-gay song. You know, it's an anti-putting children pride clothes with bathing suits where you can uptuck your genitals in. But they didn't do that, right? Target did do that. No, that's been like debunked 30 times. It's not been debunked. I've been in Target. I've been, hold, held it up. It's for adults. No, there's a children's site. You want to see right now on my stuff? I promise that that's only in adult sizes. It's not adult sizes. You want to see the children's stuff? I have it. Yeah. And they have books for children, coloring books. That, that are what? LGBTQ pride. What's wrong with that? Saying if you grow up to be gay or, or trans, then it's okay. Push that on a, somebody in fourth, pushing. fourth grade right now. Like is Why? it is it? Why would you want to put that on somebody third or fourth grade? Is it right is now? it pushing? Like is it pushing? Absolutely not. Is it absolutely not? Absolutely not. Is it pushing? Somebody in third or fourth grade. But aren't you saying that? Third or fourth aren't you fa- aren't you then inherently saying that that means being gay is somehow wrong? No, you don't know if you're gay in your third or fourth grade. Right. I'm sure somebody does. Yeah, some kids do. That whole argument is just wild. Like. I don't know. I saw a really good... Um, I, I I mean, I don't know why we're... Incl- it, it depends if that's true or not, but I don't know why... At what age do you start teaching kids about sexuality full stop, right? Like, I feel it's, it's I mean, later pe- than third or fourth grade. It is. So I mean, we, we teach we, them... We, when they see two parents in the house, they're being taught about, like, different relationships. I mean, not necessarily. Like, most... Most of my peers didn't get a sex ed. I'm until not talking about sex. I'm talking about who you're in a relationship with. Like, if you have a mom and a dad, then you're being taught about heterosexual relationships. If you have two dads, you're getting taught about gay relationships. And I think it's normal to have media that includes, you know, whatever options. You know, two men, two women, or a man and a woman in a relationship. But that's not pushing sexuality. That's, yeah. These are two people who love each other mm. and their parents. Like. Again, like we we, we talk what, about this. what this comes down to, I think, is that they still think that homosexuality is a choice. Yeah, they think it's like a fetish. It's they think it's just a sex thing, and I think calling it a sexual orientation or a sexuality, like it is that that is your sexuality is like who you're sexually attracted to. But there's more to your there's more to that than just sex. I don't think that sexuality is is like the all inclusive uh, term for like whether or not you're straight or gay, I think it's it's much deeper than that, and it's it's as deep as any heterosexual relationship that between a man and a woman in like a traditional um, like nuclear family setting. So like, it, like we we talked about this with Grace. Like, straight, I think straight what, people think they're so that their relationships are like sexless. Like they or no that um that their relationships are purely about sex, and that it's not any deeper than that. I think it's just the in the same way that that whiteness is assumed to be the default. Yeah, it's uh, heteronormativity is assumed to be the default, and I think like he's not saying this, but what I'm what I'm getting from it is that you know they're fine. You can choose to be gay if you want to be gay, but don't don't 
present that choice to children who basically lack the wherewithal to choose correctly. Yeah. I think it still comes down to in their mind that homosexuality is a choice, a lifestyle choice. And you know, look, you know, I mean, I'm a libertarian. I can respect other people's lifestyle choices, but kids aren't old enough to make that choice yet. So don't offer that to them. That I, That's what I'm getting from it. There's just a fundamental misunderstanding of how sexuality works in general. And then this, you know, how quick was he to jump to pedophile as well? That was a weird tangent. I don't know where he was going with that. Well, no, because he thinks that if you're introducing sexuality, because again, he thinks it's a sex thing. He thinks if you're introducing that to kids, then that makes you a pedo, which it would be creepy if somebody was introducing like... If you're um, introducing sex to kids in a non-schooling sex ed context or environment, then yes. Well, yeah, you like you can teach biology to kids. You can teach them the difference between like a penis and a vagina and stuff. Like if you're sex ed needs to be more than biology. Yeah. Well, that's my point though. It's like you can. So like there wouldn't be an issue with giving kids anatomically correct education from an early age. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with pointing out that there's like a. Uh, primary sex characteristic dichotomy between, you know, a a boy and his sister, for instance, and then, like, establishing, you know, boundaries around touch... Obviously, establish boundaries around touching private parts and specifically why that's bad uh, to, like, to touch people without their permission. So you can do that. That's an element of sex ed that should start, ideally, very early age. That's not the kind of thing that you bring in at, like, high school... These are all, these are like when people think of sex ed, they're thinking of like here's what sex is. But sex ed is way more comprehensive than just what you would would have learned at like year ten or eleven. Um, and even then, like when you get to that level of sex ed, a lot of it, particularly in the U.S., is not even comprehensible comprehensive enough. It's incomprehensible. It's incomprehensible. The dick goes where? <laughs> where does the dick go? <laughs> Um, no, it's not even comprehensive enough to give teenagers like a, a decent enough understanding of like consent and contraceptives and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, what he's saying is that like the idea of having a pride or a pro pride coloring book for kids is like you're introducing a new weird fetish. As long as you're not coloring people fucking. Yeah. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's just the the very the presence of a woman and a woman, or a, you know what I mean. Like, man, yeah. since Amanda Nunes retired, and the I think I sent you where some who's it. got what whose eggs, whose eggs are where in that as well. Oh, it was like so. John Anik, who's one of the main commentators, there's a bit of a meme that he like overshares personal information about fighters, sort of in the beginning of a fight <laughs> or at the end or whatever, and people are like, what? Why did you say that? And then this. When Amanda retired, like amongst everything, and John's like, I don't know, people give me grief for this sort of thing, but you know, it's it's worth saying Amanda's eggs are inside of <laughs> Nina right now, so that that child's probably going to look just like her. And it's just like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Amanda's eggs are inside Nina. So, uh, the UFC has posted a couple of things of her celebrating like winning and then uh, and retiring and she's there with her wife and kid and just the volume of where is the father how can they do this to a child type comments is just yeah. appalling so i'm i'm enjoying bringing up the eggs thing in ufc comments just to trigger people basically <laughs> a few people are getting the joke i'm hoping that it's upsetting other people and I did it on that one of Dustin Poirier on Father's Day because I showed you one of the comments under the Amanda Nunes with her wife and kid thing was like, I can't believe this, so close to Father's Day. <laughs> that, the holiest of holies, where we cannot acknowledge a, a situation where two women are raising a child. It's kind of a meme that Father's Day isn't taken as seriously. And I think that, you know, there's, there's probably something you could do about that. Yeah, sure. Like, it's not necessarily a but that good doesn't thing. Mean, like, but it's fuck like lesbians. Yeah, but it's like, who fucking cares? Even if it was like Mother's Day, like, oh my goodness, heaven forbid. Not on Father's Day. If you ever want to, if you ever feel useless, just remember that Amanda Nunez's wife is also a UFC fighter. Yeah. What do you do if you and your partner both do the same thing and your partner is 
immensely better at it than you. <laughs> like a yeah. multiple time world champion. I don't know, stay humble. The greatest female MMA fighter of all time. And you're like, I also fight. <laughs> stay humble. Yeah. Steal her eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Be the one who carries the baby. That's what she's doing. I yeah. carry the eggs. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like. Actually, Nunez didn't really get that much beat up, did she? Not at all. In yeah. that last fight. Her no. uterus is pristine, <laughs> untouched. Wow. She has been, unlike, what was the name of that woman that she destroyed in her last fight? Uh, Pena? Yeah, unlike Pena's uh, uterus. Busted. <laughs> Busted. Busted. Batted. i got to show you those fights, the two Nunez-Pena fights, and you'll see how ridiculous it is that Pena's, you know... Going around as if she would have washed Amanda in a in a rematch. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. Actually, now I'm now I'm genuinely interested, and it's not a meme. How many female UFC fighters become like infertile after you doing UFC? Like how damaging that is to their body. Oh, uh, can that happen? I suppose it makes sense. I mean, getting, getting the shit in your body, yeah, getting um, the shit beaten out of you routinely. Uh, yeah, it's can't not be, great. Can't be great for your uh, prospects of. Conceiving a child, just imagine getting kicked in the stomach a bunch. Mm. It's got to do something. Yeah, you get like, what if it's like CTE for your um for your uterus? Just slowly over time, you get like Parkinson's of the of the womb. Oh, that's a line. Beat up the pussy so bad it got CTE. Jesus, it's a lot of syllables. You'd need to find the right beat. Yeah. No. You could go CTE. Or just beat up, the, no. beat up the pussy, give it CTE. Yeah. CTE no. rhymes with pussy. Yeah, you could do something. I think we could wrap up the, the point about, like, kids and, uh, like, you know, pri- kids and pride. If you see a kid, fuck him. No. <laughs> no. What? Wait, what? No. That's not it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a button for this. <laughs> There's nothing on the soundboard. <laughs> Just make the fart. Just make the fart sound. Yeah. Bad, bad tech. Oh, come on. There it is. Where's my bow button? Bow button is the is the no button. That's the button that we say when Dill says something wrong. Yeah, keep that one locked and loaded. <laughs> Even if you were like, I want to protect my child so so deeply, and I only want them to believe Reaganomics, right? I only want them to believe in trickle-down economics. Well, at some point in the big world, someone's going to be like, have you heard of socialism? And they're going to learn about what socialism is. And especially in the age of the internet, when Google is at hand, at some point they're going to walk outside and one of the other kids is going to be like, do you know about gay people? And I'd rather uh, an informed person who, with a specific curriculum, someone qualified to teach the issue, teach that issue, rather than just hoping your child, like, what, grows up to 18 and doesn't understand what queerness is and then figures it out for themselves. Maybe the parent doesn't want their kids to learn about socialism. So here's the argument. I follow through that argument. What you're saying is that just understanding what socialism is would be so powerful that your child would be compelled to do it. What you're really telling me is that you don't really have a lot of conviction in your own beliefs. You think that your your like hyper-capitalistic ideology is so fragile that should someone even encounter what socialism is, they will crumble and change their ideology to match socialism. If that's the case, you've already lost. If your child learns about socialism and becomes a socialist, they probably wanted to be a socialist all along. Someone believing a certain thing only because of the absence of knowledge of something else is not belief. That's ignorance. Someone believing that they're straight only because they don't know that there's a possibility to be queer is not them actually being straight. They were never that straight to begin with if the slightest indicator that they could be something else gets them to change their mind. What you're saying is that you don't want your child to be gay, which is just homophobic, right? It's like you're just saying that like, of all the things my child could be, I don't want them to be gay. So you're not that tolerant of gay people then. Because like, do you decide every single facet of your child? No, they're an individual themselves. And if one day your child decides that they like the color blue, would you force them to like the color red? No, you'd be like, okay. either you, if you do. I would. Oh, you made me jump. <laughs> there was a strong argument up until the comparing being gay with liking colors. Colors, but yeah. There was, uh, he was, he was doing a that good, bit. He was doing a good, good job of laying it out and then walking them through to the logical I mean, conclusion, been- which ultimately is, and it was similar to what I was saying before, these people don't don't like gay people. At best, they can tolerate them, but they want them to be out of the way, out of sight, out of mind, don't ask, don't tell. 
and they still look at it like it's a choice. Like you're choosing to be gay and I look, this is America. You know, I, I can't stop you from choosing that, but I don't like it and I don't want it near me or I don't want my kid to choose it. And so he's right to walk it to that logical conclusion of you don't like gay people. You don't want your kid to be gay. You're scared of them finding out that being gay is a possibility. Yeah, man. Like, here's the thing. If you're homophobic, if you're, if, if you don't want your kid to be gay, what you'd need is you need to call up my main man, are you gay? My name is DeMarco Fleming. You gotta call up DeMarco Fleming and he'll sort you out. He'll teach you that you can be gay and incredibly intimidating. <laughs> and perhaps this is where we should end the episode.